What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative, and the host has not changed. I am still the same. My name is Brett McGrath, and I like to collect sports cards, and that's why I come up on this show every week, a couple times a week, to talk about sports cards and collecting. Shout out to all you collectors out there, all of the individuals listening to this podcast who cannot wait to get their paycheck after they pay. You pay your bills after you take your wife, your family, your husband out to dinner. You've got a little chunk of change left. You're pumping that right back into the hobby, specifically sports cards that align with your interests and your passions and all of the stories that you have associated with your fandom. That's what it's all about. That's why we're here. We're here for the cards. We're here for the fun. We are here to stay connected and have conversations with other like-minded people who love to collect. I want to thank the unofficial sponsor we have on board this week, Homage. You guys uh, and gals ever been to Homage? You like their t-shirts, extra soft? I'm a big fan. I got a, a new Pacers hoodie, all gold, Homage brand for Christmas. I can't take it off of my body because it feels so nice and cozy and represents a team that I love. They've got wrestling stuff. They've got all this stuff. But I got a pump, pump Homage brand because I think Homage is the leader in t-shirts, sweatshirts, all the designs. Go check them out. Very happy with all my purchases. I've got a closet full. Are you buying Homage gear? I know you are. You're going to DM me and say, oh, I'm a fan. Glad someone's talking about it. Shout out to them for their unofficial sponsorship. Um, I want to thank all of you out there for an overwhelming week, an overwhelming Friday. Drop an episode 300. So many shares, so many messages, outpouring of support on social. To me, it was a moment where I got validation for the message, got validation for the content, got validated by the fact that something that we're saying here on a regular basis is resonating with you. So I have to say, incredible 300. There are going to be more. We're going to continue to talk about collecting sports cards because I think it is a void in our community, is the foundation of this hobby. So I appreciate all of you coming by, dropping some love, I do appreciate it. And excuse me if I have talked about this before, but want to mention it for the first time or reiterate it if it's really important. And that's one of the things about doing these podcasts over and over again that you know you don't necessarily go back and remember everything you've said. So sometimes you repeat. But I find myself, if I repeat, and you all know if you've heard something I say over and over again, but if I repeat it, that, that means it's really important. And so Sometimes when I'm having these conversations, I think there's opportunity to put on my professional hat and talk a little bit about things on the content side that I feel and are part of my ethos, because I, th I just think it's um, give you all some perspective on where I'm coming from. So one of the big topics that I think I'm highly focused on when delivering this show and communicating with other memories uh, members of the hobby is just this idea of resonance versus reach. 
So the reaction to 300 last week was validation that resonance has been found with many of you, and that is my goal. I think most creators default to reach. Creators want more views. Creators want more clicks. Creators want more people seeing their stuff. I have always been way more interested in finding resonance with fewer but higher quality. So I tend to not even get wrapped up, care whatsoever about the quantity, whether it's followers, listeners, downloads, all that stuff's fine, but it doesn't really tell you the story if you are connecting with your content. I am pro-quality over quantity. I want the right type of people to be coming in and listening to this show. To me, I have made it about the collector. And so what I feel, especially after all the messages, after all the shares and everything else, is that I am finding resonance with you as the collector. So that's just my mentality, how I go into these things. I'm not looking for everybody in the hobby to listen to what I have to say and to connect with it because quite frankly, that's not what it's all about. This is your hobby content alternative, which means I'm trying to be very specific to a subset of people and I want you to come back. I want you to tell a damn friend and that's what it's all about. So just had to get that off my chest, share that out. And it was, as I do this in the regular spot, I record this. I'm usually on the end of the weekend here. And I was out to dinner on Friday night with the family, grabbing some burgers. Shout out to anybody out there who grabs burgers with their family on Friday night. Something about like just saying, hey, I need a smash burger. I need some French fries. I need to let my hair down a little bit. Like something about that on Friday night makes you feel good. And I was having a wonderful dinner. And I looked down at my phone and I had a text from a buddy. And that text from a buddy was about the news dropping with the Panthers trading up with the Bears for the number one pick. And so uh, it was one of those things. And to be a fan is to be consumed. And to, to be consumed by the draft, the combine, the offseason news as a Colts fan is an understatement for me. It's been basically any moment I've had, I've been thinking about it and trying to evaluate, trying to figure out what we're going to do, where we're at. And so when you get leapfrogged and all of a sudden plans change maybe a little bit, then you start to speculate and your head goes into a lot of different circles. And I think there's so many opinions out there on this and that. My perspective is the people behind the scenes always know more than we know more. Even though everybody likes to play pro scout on the internet and everyone likes to share their opinions and everyone's people think that their opinions are right. And so people get spun up and this and that. And I tend to try to take a step back, put things into perspective and let things play out. So with that being said, early reaction from me based on the trade is I think that the Chicago Bears made out like a bandit. Um, Shout out if you're a Bears fan. You're in good shape and you know it. I feel like the Panthers have someone in mind, maybe C.J. Stroud, probably, that they believe is the next guy of all of these guys. And based on that conviction, 
they made the move. Now, that with saying other teams behind them who are also quarterback uh, needy, like the Colts, maybe didn't have the same sort of feeling or conviction that the Panthers did. So it will be interesting to see how this all shakes out. I think that the NFL has become way more of a year-round thing this year and last year than ever before, the way it's constructed. Got free agency coming this week. I don't know about you, and I know there's a lot of college basketball fans out there, and a lot of people will be locked into March Madness. It's typically what goes on. I know a lot of people are in final stretch, kind of the NBA season, but it's also kind of this moment of like, all right, let's speed this up and just get the playoffs here. My thoughts are the headlines next week are going to be NFL related because there is a drumbeat of activity all the way up into the draft. And then you got OTAs and you got training camp. And then all of a sudden you're, we're here again. So should be a wacky week of football ahead. I've got my popcorn. I'm ready to go. I'm just here as a fan and I'm hoping things ended up end up working out the way that they should. And the way that they should is hopefully you see a future. Hopefully you win some games. But for now, I'm not going to get spun up in all of the arguing and the bickering because so much can change. I saw a ton of activity out at the Dallas Card Show this past week. I was not there, but I like to follow the the conversations and the activities from my phone and see what people are doing. Seem like a lot of deals are getting done. Probably going to be maybe bringing some people on here soon to talk about shows, talk about things like Dallas Card Shows. Shows are still popping. Deals are getting done. It looks like people are spending their hard-earned cash on sports cards and I'm excited about that. Have you been to a show? Are you learning anything from shows? Are you making deals at shows? Are you set up at shows? I am getting itchy to go to another show here soon. So hopefully I can get one under my belt before the national season. Unfortunately, I can't get out and about like many of you. So that's why I appreciate the documentation that you all uh, share in the deals that you're all getting done. And you know what else is a little little bit healthy and a breath of fresh air? And maybe, I, maybe I've just curated my feed in a specific way where I don't see it as much, but we're not seeing a bunch of the cash on the table. Look at me now. Look at my deal done. It's about the cards, and I think that's cool. So let's go hobby. Let's go. Let's go hobby. Let's go. I'm excited. I've got a guest on this week. Again, someone I've just been following on Instagram. Cool collection. I felt like there'd be a lot to talk about, but I got upper decks. I got James upper decks. If you're not following him, you should. He has got a sick collection. I think he's scanning his page. You immediately get exposed to late nineties, early two thousand stuff. A lot of upper deck stuff, a lot of shiny stuff. And I think there is a ton of value in this era of collecting. And so I want to talk to him a little bit about that. And I think if you go to his page and look at what he's doing and how he's collecting, it almost seems like a whole different world of what you're seeing on the mainstream or new products and not saying one way is better than the other, but I think it's really good to get a dose of some of the cards and the sets and the products that have been here for a while. So I'm excited to talk with James, talk about why he collects certain stuff, what resonates with him in his collecting. So be on the lookout for that conversation that is going to come at you live 
maybe not live. It'll be recorded. All of these are recorded, but it's going to come at you um, this Friday. Maybe touching on the topic of old versus new, getting getting into the kind of some of the bulk of this conversation. I think a lot about my habits and I think a lot about what I buy and what I collect. And there is these, when I think about the way the hobby is laid out and as things fall on my desk as I record this and that kind of frightened me a little bit, but it's okay. When I think about the the hobby, I think about there is this opportunity or the opportunity that most people have is to collect active players. The hobby in the hobby you can collect around old retired players. You can do both as well. But I f- feel like the approach and the reasons that we go down the active versus um, retired lanes are very very different. And again, there uh, there's no right way to do it. But what I find is the hobby is optimized around what is new. And I understand that the business and revenue is all a result of what is new or a majority of what is new. And I think there and I think it's because there's money involved in speculation. There's money involved in potential. I think the way that it's all set up and organized is to get you sucked into what is new. It's how it's marketed by the people who is in, who are in control and who are the individuals who are in the game of making money. And I think most of us recognize that and most of us know that, but I think reminding yourself of that, especially when you are, again, getting that paycheck you're taking care of bills, taking care of your family, and there's that little sliver left. Uh, if you're trying to figure out how to maximize the value of your cash into cards, especially cards of players and sets and years that you want to connect with, I think that there's a lot of opportunity to go explore what's not new. And so this is kind of that idea of, well, if the masses are going right to all of what is new, new product, what's being ripped now, what the breakers are pumping, all this stuff. The going left is the exploration into older sets. I think older sets and collect older sets, it's easy to find an association to collecting based on what you love. I think there are so many instances where I'll end up with a card from a decade ago and then see a card sell of a rookie that is two to three X what this other card is that I just bought. And my mind will be blown. I've talked about this a lot and this is pre Josh Allen balling out. But when I got back in the hobby, I re- I'll never forget seeing the price of a PSA 10 prism Josh Allen compared to a, you know, PSA 10 tops Chrome Peyton Manning. It was like a $300, $400 difference at the time. And that blew my mind. And that caused me to question a lot of different things. And to me, that was that pivotal moment for me as a collector where I said, you know what? I need to be a little skeptical about the prices and the value of what is new. I think unless the new is in an era where you absolutely feel required to collect in, I'd encourage you to explore what is old just because I think there's so many more benefits, whether it's nostalgia, whether it's connection, it's not necessarily all tied up in 
the money or about the money. I've talked about recently that I'm not anti-new. I'm not anti-exploring new products. I think it's fun and it's a part of the hobby experience. I just am not sure you over-index that way. So I've if I if you look at my collection, primarily it's of older players. It's players who don't play anymore. But I've talked about on a recent episode, I bought Mahomes. I bought a Mahomes card. And I might have bought another one as well. It might have happened, but we'll see. We'll see if that card comes. But I think with Mahomes, it's about being selective. Okay. To me, he has already accomplished enough to be an undeniable quarterback in the history of football. Winning two Super Bowls isn't an easy thing to do. And I think there are players that have won two Super Bowls that if you compare to Patrick Mahomes now, Patrick Mahomes is probably, his legacy is probably going to be stronger than a lot because he's been the best player in football for quite some time. And he still has so much runway left. So these are things alongside me as a fan and a collector that I really enjoy when I watch him play. To me, he's a sure thing. So prices are, and I think his prices are nice considering uh, the current environment. And collecting a Patrick Mahomes feels secure to me and begins to tell a story of if I have quarterbacks in my collection that were a part of my team or ancillary quarterbacks that I appreciate, to me, it was time for him to be there. So I did my evaluation before I stepped into the new and made sure that that player that I was going out and pursuing checked a lot of boxes. And I think it just is a reminder We should all be going through these motions as we spend our hard-earned cash on brand new sports cards. No right way. Collect new. Collect what's old. But just know the games that the games and the way you approach those two segments are vastly different based on outside forces that are going on around us that we most of the time have absolutely no control of. And one thing that I want to talk about that I think is really fun and something that fires me up, and I'm going to end the episode by just pulling open my phone and talking through some of the last purchases I've had, and I want to talk a little bit about those products and why I connect with them. But before I do that, share a little bit about the evolution of player collecting and gravitating to sets. And I think a player PC is likely the most popular avenue when we move from transactional investing to passionate collecting. So most of us, when we get back in, do the thing that we end up dropping because it's not making us happy. And we realize that the people that got us in that position are have ulterior motives and when we reach that point of, hey, maybe this hobby isn't for us anymore, we take a moment. We're like, you know what? Let me go through this one more time. And when I go through this, let me collect a player that I truly love. And I love player collecting. Anyone out there is likely a player collector. And it's great for so many reasons. It strengthens a closer connection with a player from the past and present. I think there's benefits of the new versus existing. If I think about my umbrella, Colts quarterbacks, primarily Manning and Luck. But then outside of that, there are other players that I have cards of, Matt Ryan and Phillip Rivers. And then players, other quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, that 
I like to buy because I enjoy watching these players. So you've got the connection with players from past and present by being a player collector. You also have a community of people. So you begin to understand who are the people who are buying the cards that you're buying, who are the competition. Then you create group chats and you, you begin to communicate with those people as well. You also, by being a player collector, absorb a tremendous amount of product knowledge. I think there's a deep understanding in this phase of player collecting what you like and what you don't like. And you begin, based on the products that you like, understand those types of products and the specifics about them. So you become a subject matter expert in a lot of different areas, which I think is cool. I think that part of it in understanding when you get to a certain set, and you've collected a couple players potentially. Like for me, a lot of this happens when I, over the years from 2012 to 2015, when Luck and Manning were active, like to pair their cards. And so I want to pair their cards, but I also want it to be a product that I really love. And the appearance and the aesthetic is really important to me when I'm collecting cards. So when I have the Luck and when I have the Manning, Sometimes I don't want it to be over with. So then that's when I'm like, okay, does it make sense because I love the product so much to start collecting other players? Now, by buying other players who are in that product doesn't necessarily mean I'm a player collector of those players. It just means I really love this product and I want more quarterbacks that I appreciate. I think products that I've gotten into recently, or I guess in the last year or a year and a half, and just to give you some perspective, like there's so many, but just 2014 totally certified. I just think the the appearance of these pro, this these cards are incredible. I think the if you have not seen any of the mirror platinums in hand, you're doing yourself a disservice. Gorgeous cards, they've got a great shine. So because I love this product so much, I want more than just the guys that I primarily collect. 0506 tops finest. Same thing. So many parallels. The cards are beautiful. They hit the feel spot. And that, so I might be inclined to pick up guys outside of my primary PC just because I like the appearance so much. 2013 select. Gorgeous cards. Hot stars. That insert set within select. Gorgeous set. Being a fan of the card itself and the attributes that make up that card, I think is really cool. I think you, this is where creativity can happen as a collector. You can decide you love a product so much that you decide to collect uh, the whole thing. Maybe you just collect Hall of Famers or maybe you just collect your favorite guys. But I think that's where the magic and the hobby happens is when your player collecting evolves to a part where you're buying other players because you have cards that you love in a specific product. I want to close this out by just talking about some cards that I just got that are making me happy. Um, I haven't done this in a while, so let me just do this. So I picked up the, this was in my Manning chat, got this one, not, didn't buy it in it, but I, this weekend I posted a picture because I had my mail day. 2013 Finest Prism Refractor Manning. It is out of 25. It is a shiny, shiny thing, especially with the background. The background and the way the light hits it, it's incredible. For some reason, like 2013 is 
a finest product. I have the Matt Ryan and the Philip Rivers Super Fractors, but it is a product that like uh, the more I'm collecting in it, the more I really appreciate it. And I don't know, I just love 2013 Finest or beginning to love it. Back to the 2013, I landed a card. I'm excited. Hopefully get this in the mail soon. Made a deal. Finally got this freaking card in my possession or soon to be in my possession. But that's the 2013 Select Prism Gold Andrew Luck. Man, there's not too many products. Let me see. There's 2013 Select Golds. There's not too many products that I put ahead of that or parallels that I put ahead of that. So that's a card I've been after a while. The reason why I love this card is not only the design of the product kicks ass, but the image for which Luck is throwing it. He has a pink towel. And I know that that game is the game in his rookie season where he beat the Green Bay Packers at home. And he had an insane game with Reggie Wayne. And I was at that game. So I have the green and I've needed the gold and just got that one. I picked up the 2022 Panini Mosaic Matt Ryan Gold Prism. Okay, so this card I didn't necessarily need, but to continue this Colts quarterback thing I got going on, I saw the price of this card and it was a smash bin. It was like, I, I, need, I need to just grab this card. And I am not stopping collecting Matt Ryan. I've plenty of cards. I've definitely downsized, but this was a card based on the price point. And also it gives me the opportunity to check out the new Mosaic product in hand to see if this is something I want more of. So that was another one. And then I picked up the 25th or excuse me, the uh, 2014 totally certified blue out of 50. So these were the um, platinum blues. I have the mirror blue, but I didn't have the platinum. I, I had a, there was a two card lot on eBay two of them. I didn't have one and I just bought it. And then the final card that we'll talk about here is back to 2013 finest. I have not owned any of these, but these are out of 75. It's the honeycomb. I got a Reggie Wayne honeycomb and out of 75, I love the image, him grabbing the ball, late stage Reggie. Um, but again, so you're hearing a lot of these finest certified, like those are the, stuff that I really select, stuff that I really like. And so I just wanted to spend a time, a little bit of time closing this out, talking about some stuff that I've been buying. All this stuff is older stuff, but it's stuff that makes me happy. What are you buying? Are you enjoying it? I appreciate you all checking out the show as always. It means a lot. Check out Upper Decks James on Friday, and we will talk to you soon. Peace.